Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest on Doja Cat, Jimmy Fallon, Azalea Banks, Carrie Underwood, Babyface, and a whole lot more. So let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the fuse is the left news, I let see. This entertainment, who became famous. Number one source of pop culture, radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto conversation. Gotta make a change in that's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bins is nice, the jacks is the better cruise. There is no car, I win cause you plan to lose. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain. And then number one, you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny seventy-three degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. And, uh, you know, before I get started, uh, it's been two weeks since I've been on the air live. Two weeks. And, um, you know, we just had Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Right now, uh, several states are opening up gradually, slowly, and some are just opening up altogether. I know here in New York we're still closed, but that's getting ready to change very soon. I know upstate New York has gradually opened up uh, slowly, but here in New York City we're still closed. Um, There's been a lot of controversy about states opening up too fast, too early. The coronavirus, COVID-19 is still out there in in these streets out here in the world. And people are just acting like nothing happened. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, people are still getting infected. People are still dying. Uh, people are, businesses are opening up. They're not uh, following uh, government officials' orders to slowly open up or to follow the guidelines. And I, you know, I have to agree with uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci that opening up the country is uh, really too early because the virus is still out there. We still don't have a vaccine. People still not being tested. I, I mean, there are people still walking around that don't have not one ounce of symptoms. They're asystematic, and they could go into a restaurant, go into a bar, and affect at least 10 to 20 people just like that. And they were just uh, showing on the news how, you know, we had just had just celebrated Memorial Day weekend. People are out at the amusement parks. People are out on the beaches. People are by the poolside, close, no mask in sight. It's dangerous out here. And I, I just, I don't know, I just feel that we're really taking a risk. And our so-called president, he he's walking around acting like he's too good to wear a mask. And guess what? That sends the wrong message because P- 
people who follow Trump, who support him, they've, they're like thinking, like saying, well, if he's not wearing a mask, why should I? If he's not out there scared and afraid to catch the virus, then I'm not scared to catch the virus, sending out the wrong message. But um, I know here in the NYC uh, we're still we're, we're wearing masks and we're taking this seriously because New York caught hell for the past two months. We really caught hell. I mean, doctors and nurses literally on the sidewalk crying because they were so overwhelmed, seeing so much death and sadness and illness and sickness that we, I guess the rest of the country don't understand what we went through, And but they're getting ready to see it in about 14 days. And you know what? I just read a report where people are not contagious within out they say after 14 days they find that some people are not contagious anymore but when they get retested they still test positive for the virus so it is dangerous out here people it's very dangerous but uh yeah as as i was saying before we wasn't on the air for the past 2 weeks and um in the past two weeks, we lost several celebrities of uh, Jerry, uh, comedian, actor Jerry Stiller. We lost uh, rock and roll icon Little Richard, Uptown Record founder Andre Harrell, uh, uh, R&B singer Betty Wright, Twilight star Gregory Tyree Boyce, uh, Scarface actor Gino Silva, uh, comedic actor Fred Willard, and Trading Places designer Frank Bellafield. Rest in peace to those uh, actors, those artists. And we just, uh, I, mean, I just found out this morning that we also lost uh, the drummer for, uh, the jazz drummer for Miles Davis, Jimmy Cobb, which we we're going to be talking about later on in the show. So rest in peace to all those artists. So, how is everyone doing? It is Wednesday, it is hump day. Um, lots to talk about this week. Uh, pop star Doja Cat is in the news. Uh, she's in trouble. And, you know, remember what I was saying a, a long time ago that sometime when before artists, celebrities, before they get famous, before they become stars, they have a past. And sometime when you dig up their past, sometime when you dig up something that is not too, um, how should I say, not becoming of them. It happened to Kevin Hart. It happened to Camila Cabello. It happened to a slew of celebrities. And now the latest is Doja Cat. She's denying uh, taking part in a racist conversation online where she's been going into uh, chat rooms of, uh, I guess you can say, white supremacist chat rooms saying some derogatory things about black people, and she's half black. We're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, Jimmy Fallon is uh, in a little trouble, too, because he's the latest celebrity that got caught with blackface. Now, this wasn't something that he did recently, but as I said, you know, in the past, certain things start digging up, and then it's put out there. Jimmy Fallon found himself where he had to do some cleanup duty after a clip of him surfaced online where he was doing blackface. And this is when he was on SNL. So we're going to be talking about that. And, of course, um, Azalea Banks, you know her MO. She never has nothing positive to say. I think she, um, she, I think she needs help mentally. That's my personal opinion. Well, she just got online recently uh, making, uh, exposing uh, actor and comedian Dave Chappelle saying that she slept with him and she said some other other sexual affairs that she had with other celebrities. She put them on blast. And I'll tell you the reason why she feels that she has to put people on blast and call people out. I'll talk about that. And Carrie Underwood um did an honest conversation with God, if you believe in God, 
and about suffering multiple miscarriages. Now, she's she and her husband has this show that's com- going to premiere online today called Mike and Carrie, God and Country, where she talks about her battles with fertility, and she's hoping that she connect with other viewers who are go- going through the same thing or have went through the same thing that she did. And uh, Babyface might have to put um, on his resume... Um, Relationship advisor You'd never guess who he gave Relationship advice to The Queen of Soul Aretha Franklin Uh, Babyface had uh, You know he's getting ready to uh, You know he just recently did that uh, Online battle With uh, Teddy Riley And he's getting ready to uh, Do a Like a uh, I guess you can say he's getting to do, do A waiting to exhale Project where he's gonna do he's gonna do like a live session for the 25th anniversary of that soundtrack, and he revealed that the Queen of Soul had pulled him to the side and asked him for relationship advice. And uh, Selena Gomez uh, decided to share some uplifting messages about the graduates of 2020 by celebrating those graduate students that come from immigrant families. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, again, pop star Doja Cat has denied taking part in racist conversation online and apologized for a song that appeared to mock victims of police brutality. She took to Instagram to address several accusations, including the suggestion that she had stripped for white supremacists in a video chat room. Uh, when she was called out for that allegation, she said it was 100% incorrect. Uh, she also admitted to uh, saying that it was very, uh, in her words, dumbass behavior in her past. She also told fans that she was sorry. She apologized that she, if she offended any, anyone or upset them in any way. And uh, when it was found out, a lot of her fans sing, uh, was responding, putting a hashtag out there, saying uh, hashtag Doja Cat is over party, and it was trending on Twitter over the past weekend. Uh, The controversy was triggered by the emergence of an old song under the title Didn't Do Nothing. It's a term, I guess a South African term, used to disparage black victims of police brutality. Now, you know, her father is a South African actor, and her mother is white. Now, some people claim that the lyrics refer to Sandra Bland, who's a who was a black woman who had died in police custody in Texas in 2015, although she never mentioned her by name in the song. Subsequently, the footage began to circulate of the singer participating on the video chat room site called Tiny Chat, making sexual comments to men who were reportedly members of the alt-right incel community, an online subculture of white supremacists who are involuntarily celibate. In a statement posted to her Instagram on Sunday night, Doja Cat tried to put the videos in content, saying she used public chat rooms to socialize since she was a child. She even wrote that she shouldn't have been on those chat room sites, but personally she had never been involved in a racist conversation. She said, uh, again, apologized that she offended everyone. Now, um, Again, like I've mentioned before, her father is a South African actor. Uh, She went on to say that she identified as a black woman and that she was very proud of where she came from. She even confessed that that song, Didn't Do Nothing, is a response to people who often use that term to hurt her. However, she now accepts that it was a bad decision to use the term in her music. And, you know, she has that new single out with Nicki Minaj. So it, it it's just bad all around. Um, also, too, uh, she there's also been some controversy in the news about her about um, mocking Beyonce after a video uh, that she spread across social media in which she appeared to refer to Beyonce as Beyonce. Uh, that also uh, caused an uproar because you know if you come for B, you come in for the Beehive and they don't play. Uh, also, she 
she she also said that she um, to her young fans she also wanted to apologize because she said that her behavior isn't always something that needs to be followed. She said that she's not perfect, and by the end of the day, she shouldn't be doing dumb stuff. And that's what we're saying. You know, you have fans, you have people that look up to you, you have young people that look up to you, and then you're going to go ahead and do this. And like I said, she has a hit song with uh, Nicki Minaj called Say So. Okay? So it's not a good look. Uh, I don't know if she's going to, I don't know how she's going to come back from this, but uh, it's really damaging, and I think it's damaging to her career. Um, But she claims she didn't know anybody, and I know, I get it. You were young, dumb, you made a dumb mistake. But, you know, even though you know you're saying you you you, you just talk, you know, you're half black. You're talking down about your own people. So why would you go on these chats, these alt right chats or white supremacy chat, to talk bad about your people? I don't know how she's gonna come back from this. Um, right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibbs where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you follow up on the page, on the click click on the follow-up button, and it will send you a reminder when we broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. Uh, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs and on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. And uh, Jimmy Fallon found himself on cleanup duty after a clip of him in blackface started trending on Twitter. He has offered an apology. The SNL skit from 2000, which showed him doing an impression of Chris Rock, reappeared online on Tuesday, triggering the hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party to trend. Now, Fallon, who is now 45, took the social media to apologize. He said, quote, in 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this, unquote. Jimmy Fallon is the latest celeb in jeopardy of social cancellation after a 20-year-old clip of him in blackface in a Saturday Night Live sketch resurfaced. Now, Fallon, now host of Tonight Show, was playing Chris Rock in a live with Regis and Kelly sketch. The hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party started trending, and reaction within was mixed. Some were tired of yet another cancellation, while others pointed out that SNL was actually called out as hypocrites a year ago when they spoke out against using blackface, yet had used it in sketches on many past occasions. A year later, Fallon Video is the one that had been singled out. Azalea Banks has become the butt of the joke after exposing actor-comedian Dave Chappelle alleged dirty laundry. On Monday, May 25th, the Raptress posted her Instagram stories of a video when she made a wild claim that she had sex with the comedian. Azalea, Azalea later blasts rapper Dave East for allegedly trying to charge her $25,000 for a feature. She also claimed she had an affair with actor Adrian Grenier and claimed that rapper Buster Rhymes is gay. As to why she shared these stories now, Azalea was apparently upset that she often gets attacked in the media and people don't come to her defense. Gee, you think? Now, it didn't take long for social media users to react to Azalea's bizarre claim, particularly the one leveled against Dave Chappelle. Knowing that her reputation as a problematic star, most of them doubted her story. It didn't take long for social media users to react to Azalea's uh, bizarre claim, particularly one that was leveled against Dave Chappelle. And, you you know, everybody knows her M.O. Some others predicted that Dave would come for her during his next stand-up special, and there were people who um, wrote on social media, they were 
saying jokingly, they said that uh, Dave Chappelle can tell one joke and flip this whole narrative, and someone should remind Azalea. And another person wrote that Dave Chappelle is going to light her up as, uh, on his next special, and she thought, and they said they thought Wildin' Out was robbed. You know, Azalea Banks had uh, appeared on Nick's Cannon hit uh, show Wildin' Out, uh, I think a year ago, and she just did not know what to do. She was like a fish out of water. She didn't get the concept of the show, and it was just terrible. Just put it that way. But Azalea Banks has a issue. She has a problem. She's always calling out celebrities, and she's been, from what I heard, blackball. You never hear her music because she does this all the time. And then you're wondering why no one comes to her defense, because she's constantly talking about people. She, you know what she reminds me of? A female version of 50 Cent. You know, that's who she reminds me of. She doesn't have nothing positive to say about anyone and anybody, and she just does the rants. She goes on her social media, and at one time I think uh, she was banned at one time for saying some very racist things about other people, other celebrities. So, and then you're wondering why nobody comes to her defense, okay? She's, it's like a, a, a continual cycle, an ugly cycle, over and over again. Um, a hurt Carrie Underwood, uh, she confronted God in an honest conversation after suffering multiple miscarriages prior to uh, welcoming her second child last year. The country superstar and her husband, retired ice hockey player Mike Fitcher, became a family of four with the arrival of baby Jacob, a little brother for their five-year-old boy, Isaiah. But their journey to parenthood the second time around was filled with heartache as Carrie endured three devastating losses along the way. The couple has opened up about personal troubles in Mike and Carrie, God and Country, a new four-part series for the I Am Second faith-based organization. In the trailer for the show, Mike admitted that he always wanted a lot of kids, while Carrie was unsure about how she would handle motherhood. Explaining her thinking about her first pregnancy, she said, quote, I was, I was never good with other people's kids. Why would I be good with one of my own? Unquote. That all changed when Isaiah was born, but the star later struggled to add in their family, add to their family, rather, and that the miscarried misery really tested Carrie's faith. Mike and Carrie, God and Country, is set to premiere online today. Today is May 27, Wednesday, and the musician who has been opened up about her fertility battles in the past hope their story will connect with viewers. Now, fans can watch the weekly series at www.imsecond.com. Arika Franklin once broke off a romance after seeking relationship advice from renowned R&B singer-songwriter Kenny Babyface Edmonds. The tender lover hitmaker revealed that the late Queen of Soul had been unsure about continuing on with an undisclosed partner until she shared her concern with Babyface. Recalling the heart-to-heart during a weekend uh, May 23rd to 24th Instagram live session to mark the 25th anniversary of the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, which Babyface wrote and produced, he shared that five years ago he performed with Aretha, sat in her dressing room, and she told everyone to leave. Then she said that uh, since Babyface, you know, writes all these beautiful love songs, she wanted his advice on love. So she said that she was seeing this man, that she was going to tell uh, some things about the man and how he's, you know, what he was doing. And she said that she she decided that she wanted to date the man. Now the details that she told Babyface, he warned her that of the mystery suitor that he didn't think he didn't trust the guy. And about a month later, he got a call from the Queen of Soul, saying, telling Baby Faith that, you know what, you were right, he wasn't the one. The two artists had grown close in the mid-1990s as Aretha, who died in 2018, recorded three tunes written by Babyface, including It Hurts Like Hell from the Way Into Excel movie soundtrack. 
Babyface has originally planned to revisit the music of the 1995 film for a special Mother's Day May 10th live stream, but postponed the event following the May 7th death of his close friend and legendary record labor executive, Andre Harrell. And speaking of Andre Harrell, Mariah Carey and Mary J. Bly were among the celebrity attendees at the record executive's funeral on Saturday, May 23rd. The 59-year-old Uptown Record founder died earlier this month from heart disease-related issues with his life celebrated at the Vanderplant Calgiano Funeral Home in Fairlawn, New Jersey, at the weekend. Uh, following the service, Harrell was laid to rest at the nearby George Washington Cemetery. Mariah and Mar- Mary were joined by other famous faces, including Executive L.A. Reid and Liar Co- uh, Cohen, as well as comedian Chris Rock, according to local reports. Now, during the service, a host of Harrell friends remembered the late star with musical performances coming from Jodeci and gospel singer B.B. and C.C. Whining, Blige, Rock, and Cohen all, all spoke during the funeral alongside Harrell's son, Johnny Credle Harrell. Now, the legendary music executive who was born in Harlem and raised in the Bronx is best known for founding Uptown Records, which became one of the most popular hip-hop and R&B labels during the 1990s. The label was responsible for the success of stars including Jodeci, Guy, Heavy D and the Boys, and Notorious Notorious B.I.G. It also led the way in a subgenre of New Jack Swing after signing super producer Teddy Riley of Guy and Blackstreet fame. Selena Gomez shared an, up, shared an uplifting message as she celebrated graduate students from immigrant families in a virtual celebration for the class of 2020. Amid the uh, coronavirus pandemic, she, uh, she, which really had forced high schools, colleges, and universities worldwide to cancel public graduation ceremonies. The 27-year-old singer delivered a surprise speech to hundreds of immigrants, which they which she hashtag online, on Saturday, May 23rd, as part of the hashtag Immigrad 2020 virtual commencement. The event celebrates students from immigrant families and supporters of immigrant rights from hundreds of high school and college campuses, and the Lose You to Love Me star explained that even though people can't celebrate altogether, the students should be extremely proud of their accomplishments. Uh, Selena also went on to share that regardless of where your family is from, regardless of your immigration status, you have taken action to earn an education, to make your family proud, and to open up your world. Right now we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the uh, next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about uh, the 2020 Venice Film Festival. Well, apparently uh, it has not been canceled. It's still on. I'll tell you more about that. Uh, Issei Morales, the actor, he's been replaced. Uh, He's replacing Nicholas Holt as the villain in the next Mission Impossible blockbuster. Tell you more about it. Orlando Bloom has a new upcoming movie called The Outpost. And guess what? His movie will be the one of the first films to return to theaters this July. And a spinoff to the hit series American Horror Stories has been officially given the go-ahead from bosses at FX Network. And the cult comedy series, It Always Sunny in Philadelphia, well, guess what? It will mark TV history for the being the longest-running uh, series because this will make their 15th series. And also singer-songwriter turned Broadway star Sally, uh, Sarah Bareilles, she got a new TV, TV series that's been picked up by the bosses at Apple TV+. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour. Don't go anywhere.
The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from BTS called Black Swan. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about the 2020 Venice Film Festival. Well, guess what? It's not going to be canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic, according to the local Italian governor, Veneto Governor Luca Zaya, who is the on the board of directors. He is confident that the annual September event will proceed as planned as lockdown restrictions across the nation are starting to be eased. According to local media outlet, the official acknowledged the lineup for the festival will likely be scaled back after production across the world were halted over COVID-19 concerns back in March, but he believes there is no reason not to press ahead with the gathering. Venice Film Festival bosses have yet to issue a formal statement on the update status of the bash, which is pegged to take place from September 2nd to September 12th, with actress Kate Blanchett appointed to lead the main competition jury. The slate 
of movies set the screen of the event is typically unveiled in late July, and the uh, the governor, uh, Luca Zaya, he comments echoes those of the banal president Roberto Casuto who last month declared organizers would defy the global health crisis to stage their 77th edition as planned. Now, if the Venice Film Festival does open up in September, it will become the first major film event to be held in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. To date, more than 33,000 people in Italy have died due to COVID-19, the third highest total behind the U.S. and the U.K. Latino actor Issei Morales has replaced Nicholas Holt as the villain in the new Mission Impossible blockbuster. Holt was forced to pull out of the Tom Cruise film, a director uh, by directed by Christopher McQuarrie, when the coronavirus shutdown upset the movie schedule, clashing with another project the Brit had committed to, and this is all according to Deadline. The project was just about to go before cameras when the industry was put on hold in March of 2020, and now Mission Impossible 7, July 2021 release date, has been moved to November next year. Then Ram and uh, Henry Cavell, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, and Vanessa Kirby are all returning for Mission Impossible 7. I'm sorry, not Henry Cavell, uh, Henry Zerny. They're all getting ready to return to Mission Impossible 7, while Haley Atwell and Shay Winham have joined the cast alongside Morales. Orlando Bloom's upcoming movie, The Outpost, will be one of the first films to return to theaters when it's released in July. The film joined Russell Crowe's Unhinged among the first wave of movies opening in theaters amid the COVID-19 crisis after venues worldwide was closed during the coronavirus pandemic. The Outpost also stars uh, Scott Eastwood and it centers on a 2009 attack by 400 Taliban insurgents at the Battle of Kandish during the Afghanistan War. Now, the film is based on uh, Jake Tapper's best-selling nonfiction book of the same name, and according to Variety, the movie is set to hit 500 theaters on July 2nd thanks to Bosses at Phantom Events, a joint venture between AMC Theaters, Cinemark, and Regal Chain, specializing in one-night screenings, followed by a more limited theatrical run. The special July 2nd screening will also feature special introductions from select cast members and exclusive behind-the-scenes footage. A spinoff to the hit series American Horror Story has been officially given the go-ahead from bosses at FX Network. They have announced the production is officially in the works as part of their 2020-2021 programming slate just weeks after creator Ryan Murphy revealed he was developing the venture. Few a uh, few details about the new project has been revealed, but the writer-producer plan to name it American Horror Stories have each episode of the series will focus on a different ghost story. Murphy teased the idea on social media early this month as he shared a photo from a video conference call he recently hosted with his TV cast, including Sarah Polson, Evan Peters, and Kathy Bates. Danny DeVito's cult comedy series, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, will mark TV history with a 15th season. The show, which launched in August of 2005, is now the longest-running live-action sitcom in American television history after breaking a 14-season tie with The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, which ran from 1952 to 1966. The renewal news, which was announced on Tuesday, May 26, come after the show's creator and star, Rob McElney, revealed during a Television Critics Association event in July. The series also featured Charlie Day, Glenn Howerton, and Caitlin Olson. The ongoing coronavirus chaos has delayed plans to reboot TV hit TV series Gossip Girl until next year, 2021. The popular teen drama was set to be revived for the upcoming HBO Max streaming service with its premiere scheduled for the fall of 2020. But as cameras had yet to start rolling on the project prior to the Hollywood shutdown, the show will no longer be debuting as hoped. The revamped Gossip Girl isn't the only highly anticipated show on the streaming platform to be postponed. Uh, work on the Friends reunion special is also on a break until further notice. 
the new Gossip Girl series is set to feature a fashion blogger turned actress, Tavi Gevinson, Thomas Doherty, uh, Adam Chandler Berat, and Zion Moreno. Now, Joshua Safran will serve as the showrunner after previously uh, executive producing the original show, which ran from 2007 to 2012, and turned Blake Lively, Penn Bagley, Chase Crawford, Ed Westwick, and Langston Meester into stars. Singer and songwriter turned Broadway star Sarah Bareilles' new TV series has been picked up by bosses at Apple TV+. Little Voice... The show Sarah helped create with J.J. Abrams will premiere on the streaming service in July of 2020. The series star Brittany O'Grady is a talented performer struggling to follow her dreams in New York City. Now, Sarah wrote the original music for the series, which featured a pilot episode written and directed by Jesse Nelson, her collaborator on the Broadway musical Waitress. Now, Borellis and Nelson executive produced the series with Abram and his bad robot production partner, Ben Stevenson. Now, the news come at a good time for Sarah, who recently revealed she had tested positive for COVID-19 but has battled the virus and won. The Grammy winner posted a video on her Instagram story on April 2, 2020, while out and about in New York City and updated fans on her condition. Sarah didn't add any details, but she most likely contracted the virus while starring in the West End production of her musical Waitress. Her co-star, Gavin Cree Lasso, believed he contracted the virus but opted to self-isolate it and get, uh, not get tested. Several other cast members from the show did test positive, according to reports. And John uh, Krasinski, uh, lockdown web series, Some Good News, is moving to Viacom CBS after the network emerged victorious in a bidding war, but he won't be hosting anymore. The uh, A Quiet Place star has enjoyed the huge success with his online program, which he created to provide a spot of light relief during the coronavirus pandemic. But just after announcing some good news was taking a break, it has been announced that the show has been licensed by Viacom CBS. And while Joe, uh, I'm sorry, and while John would no longer be the host, he will still have an on-air presence. The first new episode of Some Good News will be shown on the rebranded CBS All Access this summer before other Viacom CBS networks get the second run of installments. Donald Trump is once again risking himself of getting hit with allegations of illegal use of an artist's work to attack his political enemy, Joe Biden. In a sly move likely to appeal to young demographics, the president's re-election campaign team has repurposed T.I.'s Whatever You Like as a diss song aimed at the Democratic presidential candidate. On Trump's official Snapchat account, his team posted slideshows of images of Biden with T.I.'s song playing in the background. However, instead of the original lyrics, I want your body, need your body, long as you got me, you won't need nobody, Trump clip has T.I. saying um, that uh, this is what he changed it to. He said, I don't want Joe Biden, need Joe Biden, as long as you got me, you won't need Joe Biden. Now, T.I. has not publicly responded to Trump's use of his song, but it's safe to say that he won't be happy about it. The rapper previously made public of his disapproval of the president when he was elected into the office in 2016. Megan Thee Stallion has landed her first number one with a little help from Beyonce. The Pear-Savage collaboration has rebounded from five to one to topple Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande hit Stuck With You. The song also earned Beyonce a spot in the exclusive Billboard Hot 100 Club. She's among only 21 acts who have scored seven or more number ones. She also ties with uh, Mariah Carey as the only artist to have landed chart toppers in each of the last three decades. Megan and Beyonce's success continue a run of number ones for artists and guests, which began with Travis Scott, and uh, which uh, also he oh oh and then the song that I mentioned earlier with Doja Cat, her collaboration with Nicki Minaj, they also hit the summit a week later, but they were replaced by Grande and Bieber. 
Now, Doja Cat's say-so holds at 2 on the new chart, while The weekend's Blinding Light rebound from 4 to 3. The Baby's rock star featuring Roddy Rich is at 4, and Drake Tussie Slide rises a spot to round out the top 5. The remainder of the top 10 is Life is Good by Future featuring Drake, Roddy Rich, The Box, Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now, Intentions by Justin Bieber, and Post Malone's Circle, which extended its top 10 run record to 38 weeks. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Chris Brown featuring Young Thug in Go Crazy. Right now we have about uh, 11 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, rocker Sting and reggae star Shaggy are stepping into the world of Animal Crossing to debut new music on the hugely popular Nintendo video game. The friends and collaborators will make separate appearances on Animal Crossing, New Horizon, in-game show Animal Talking with host Gary Whitta. Shaggy will serve as a musical guest for the new second season on June 1st, while Sting will join the program on June 8th. The episode will also air live on Twitch and later on YouTube. Madonna has given fans a Memorial Day treat, sharing previous unseen footage from her first Coachella festival set in 2006. A snippet from her performance of Hung Up 14 years ago appeared during the recent Coachella 20 Years in the Desert documentary, which launched online in April, and now the pop superstar had uploaded the full video to her YouTube page. Meanwhile, Madonna is currently receiving, receiving stem cell therapy treatment to repair a nagging knee injury. 
the 61-year-old confirmed she was undergoing regenerated treatment to fix the problem that plagued her on the road throughout her Madam X tour. And on the 14th of May, she posted x-rays of her busted knee on the on her Instagram story, as well as blood being processed. Rihanna celebrated the 15th anniversary of her debut single, Ponder Replay, in a heartfelt post thanking her supportive fan base on Sunday, May 24th. The 32-year-old singer trended on Twitter over the weekend as her fans and followers took to social media to reflect on how far she'd come since first bursting onto the music scene. After reading the messages from her devotees, who are nicknamed her Navy, Rihanna took to Instagram herself to ponder her career trajectory so far. Uh, She wrote, quote, Thank you all for the love of this hashtag today. Man, this is a trippy. Feel like just yesterday I was shaking in the hallways of Def Jam waiting to audition for Jay-Z. Ponder Replay is where it all began 15 years later, and I'm here because God led me to you, and you guys have held me up, supported me, tolerated me, loved me, kept it too real with me, and we got always be connected because of that. I love you, Navy, and I cherish you. I'm so grateful to be gifted, to gift you as my fans and family, G4L, unquote. Rap icon Eminem is celebrating the 20th anniversary of his hit album, The Marshall Mather LP, with an online listening party. The star real name Marshall Mather will host the event on music streaming service Spotify today at a time yet to be determined when fans can join him in a live question and answer session and listen to the 2000 release, which featured the single Stan, The Real Slim Shady, and The Way I Am. Eminem is also unveiling a new line of merchandise to mark the occasion, including a limited edition Stan Varsity hoodie, while other celebrations are also reportedly in the works to entertain fans in coronavirus isolation. He has invited U.S.-based devotees to keep up to date on development by texting a special number or checking out his website for more details. The Marshall Mather LP cemented Eminem place in hip-hop history, debuting at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 and shifting 1.78 million units in its first week to become the fastest-selling album in chart history. It later lost the title in 2015 to Adele's 25. Eminem, who's now 47, previously admitted that the project will always overshadow his future endeavors because it was some of his best work ever. And if you want to check out... Uh, check out his website called uh, www.mnm.com, and uh, he also texts a special number three one three six 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 seven four four zero. CeeLo Green is inviting fans to be part of his new music video. The Forget You singer has posted a video message on YouTube urging devotees to listen to his new track called Doing It All Together and then shoot footage of how they've been passing the time in lockdown and send it to him. Then this is what he said. He said, quote, I want you to listen to the song and then film some fun things you're doing with your family throughout this quarantine, like hanging out, cooking, uh, chilling with your pets, whatever speaks to you. Film it, share it with me, and then you could possibly be featured in his next music video. All videos must be submitted via a link on his website by June 10th, 2020. The new track featured on Green's upcoming album, CeeLo Green, is Thomas Calloway. Hopefully has opened up about accepting her bipolar disorder in a new YouTube series for Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May. Uh, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, The singer took part in the artist spotlight stories with psychologists and with her psychologist, and he, uh, they discussed finally making peace with herself after being diagnosed in her teens and experienced drastic mood swings. Uh, this is what she said. She said that she's in the process of making this album and that she made peace with this manic version of herself. Uh, she also said that she, the, the, the album uh, is called Love Letter, and it's 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 about bipolar disorder, and uh, she, well, apparently she reached listeners with this uh, album in January. 
Now, she admitted to a psychiatric hospital for a 17-day stay after attempting suicide at the age of 17, and she moved on to discuss the difficult social problems she had to navigate while managing her own mental health. Uh, She said that she thinks that our culture, in a way, has an obsession and a distaste for the crazy woman, and that she said that we love to weaponize her and be against her and the way that the media can take the narrative away from her after being chosen to share it with one of the most terrifying parts. Now, Holsey is also often puzzled by fans who insist that she doesn't look like someone with mental health struggles. She said that they all they see is a young woman who is achieving all these goals. And rapper Iggy Azalea has confirmed she's recording a new album in Los Angeles following reports of becoming a new mom. The fancy hitmaker is rumored to have welcomed her first child with MC boyfriend Playboy Cardi at the end of April 2020. And although she has yet to comment on the baby hearsay, the star has verified she is in the studio working on her third LP. Now, Iggy wrote in response to a fan on Twitter who inquired if she was in Los Angeles of recording an album, and she said yes. The Australian star released her sophomore effort in my defense last year to poor critical reviews and low sales, with the album debuting at number 50 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. Neither Iggy nor Playboy have commented on the baby news. Azalea continued to post images of herself on her Instagram account, uh, donning clothing that bared her trim belly, suggesting pushbacks on talks of parenthood. And Drake is far from happy uh, after a scrap song in which he suggests reality TV star and young business mogul Kylie Jenner is a side piece had been leaked as an unreleased new track. An associate of the rapper previewed some future hits on his Instagram Live account, and in one, Drake name-checked Kylie, her sister Kendall, uh, Kendall Jenner, and pregnant model Gigi Hadid. Now, Drake woke up on Thursday, May 21, 2020, to discover the track, a collaboration with Future, had been posted overnight and quickly addressed the backlash from fans of Jenner who felt he disrespected her. He didn't expand on the true meaning behind the rap lyric, but there were rumors uh, late last year, 2019, suggesting that Kylie and Drake were secretly dating after she attended his Halloween party. Now, Kylie split from hip-hop star Travis Scott, who worked with Drake on his hit song Sicko Mode in late of 2019. The execs shared uh, the exes rather shared their daughter Stormy, who is now two years old. And a slew of your favorite celebrities and inspirational leaders have been tapped by you two to participate in the upcoming virtual global commencement ceremony for graduates of 2020. YouTube Dear Class of 2020 will feature guest appearances by the Obamas, Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga, Demi Lovato, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce have been tapped to deliver an inspirational message to the 2020 class. And uh, this is what the streaming giant... Announced uh, yesterday, actually. Additional star power slated to appear include Lizzo, Camila Cabello, Chloe, and Holly, Lizzo, Maluma, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. Each will serve up performances for the graduating class amid the COVID 19 pandemic. The newly announced entertainers join a lineup that also features Jadelle Monet. Melinda Gates, Lala Anthony, Andy Cohen, Misty Copeland, Kevin Durant, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Strahan, Sierra, and Russell Williams, and Yara Shahidi. Previous announced speakers and performers include Alicia Keys, Kelly Rowland, Kerry Washington, BTS, and Zendaya. Following the symbolic graduating cap toss, YouTube Music will host a grad night party. The YouTube's Dear Class of 2020 Global Commencement Ceremony kicks off on June 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Uh, Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Oh, you know what? we got one more minute left. Uh, As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, jazz drummer Jimmy Cobb, the last surviving member of the, the 
the group that played with Bob Davis' iconic album, King of Blues. He died on Sunday of lung cancer at his home in Manhattan. Uh, he was only 91. His wife, Elena T. Cobb, broke the sad news on Facebook. Uh, he was born in Washington, D.C. in 1929, and he was a self-taught musician who made his professional debut recording with uh, some of the likes of uh, Dinah Washington, Billy Holiday, Pearl Bailey, Dizzy Gillespie, Stan Getz, Wetz Montgomery, and many more. The 1959 album Kind of Blue is considered one of the greatest jazz records of all time, and it was honored as a national treasure by the U.S. House of Representatives and had widespread radio play and often is regarded as the best-selling jazz album in history. Cobb worked on several others. Uh, other Davis albums, including Sketches of Spain, Someday My Prince Will Come, Miles Davis at Carnegie Hall, and The Complete Black Hawk. He is survived by his wife and two daughters, Serena and Jamie. Again, that will do it for me this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give. Have a great week. Stay safe. Please wear your mask, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.